So welcome everybody. If you haven't noticed, <laughs> we have a special guest today. Samantha is in town visiting us, so we thought what a better time than to take this opportunity mm -hmm. to actually uh, record some sessions, yeah, some absolutely. episodes, some podcasts here in person mm -hmm. with all three of us. Uh, it solves a lot of problems actually because We've been having a little bit of difficulty getting the volume of the mics mm -hmm. synced with Zoom. Zoom can kind of be crazy. Uh, so this is nice. We all have our, our mics on the same frequency, the same wavelength. And so it should come across a little better without a lot of tweaking. Yep. Well, we're also light workers. We're not technicians. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. We're Although a lot I, of other things. Us. We're yeah. a lot of other things. <laughs> Although I play one on TV, I, you know, I don't... Uh... <laughs> you slept in a Holiday Inn Express. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I slept okay. in a Holiday Express last night. Yeah. So, so. Uh, we're coming to you from the Charleston area this time, all uh, at once. And we're going to talk about behind the scenes. You're you guys are going to get a sneak peek at what it's like to actually mm, have a client session, no matter what it is. And some of you out there already do see your own clients, but there are many others who... Um, maybe haven't stepped into their gifts yet fully. And so they're curious about what might take place during a session. Uh, we want people to understand that the session isn't just about the 30 minutes or the 60 minutes that we're seeing the client. Mm -hmm. Yeah, It's yep. actually a whole lot more in preparation and aftercare yep. and um, follow-ups and all sorts of stuff. So yeah, mm -hmm. we're going to give you guys a behind the scenes glimpse of what it's really like. Wonderful. You want to go mm, first, Will? Sure. Or? Uh, absolutely. I mean, <laughs> you know, where to begin? I mean, where? how far back do you want to go? I mean, it all starts. So for example, you're getting ready to do, for example, a 30-minute pet session or a 60-minute mm. higher self-channeling with someone. So tell me what about. What does that look like? What well, does that look like? I mean, you know, from the first from the first client interaction with the contact form, I mean, for myself, because I'm the one that's going to be doing the channeling, I don't, I want to be completely void of any of that information. So if, if they reach out to me directly, I always forward that on to Allison and allow her to contact the client and allow her to have that interaction and bring in the questions through her because I don't, I want to be clean from that. I don't want to have any interaction from that. The only thing I request now, the difference would be between a pet channeling and a, um, a higher self channeling would be, you know, the request that I have is the pets photograph, the name, the breed, the age, that kind of thing. Oh. I use that, and that's kind of the, the, the process I go through is the day of 30 minutes prior to the session, I'll do a meditation, or I'll come up here and invoke their name and call their energy in, and I'm focusing on the animal, I'm focusing on their name, um, and I'm getting connected at that point. And I hold that connection here in the space until we do, the, right up to the point in which we do the session, then I'm connected for the session and I bring in the animal's higher self for their energy. Uh, for a client that wants a, um, we'll say a, a higher self channeling, that is more of a process of just mm, even 15 minutes before the session, I'll sit up here. Um, I have a bit of a, I'll call it an invocation that I use to um, call in my team, call in their team for their highest good. And because I'm, I'm, I'm calling in their energy so that I can become their channel, become their voice. Same thing with the pet. And, uh, you know, that's a process of just focusing on the client's name, envisioning their presence, their energy here, connecting to it, and then starting the process once they get on Zoom or if they come in person, you know, 
Um, so there's a little bit of a process that you go through before yeah. the session, but because the two of us work together on right. that, um, I'm doing a lot of the front end stuff. Allison's more of the background, background work leading right. up to the session. Yep. Communicating with the client and, uh, mm -hmm. the emails and the questions and making sure that I understand the questions. Okay. So that, yep. Yep. I'm the one facilitating and right. I'm the one asking the questions. So I need to make sure I have clarity on what the client actually needs. Right. And sometimes that for you, that's a process of three or four emails back and forth mm -hmm. to, to really drill down into some of those questions that they're bringing forth. Some, some clients say for a higher self channeling, you'll get questions, you'll get five questions for an hour long session and you know, that's not, and a, then I panic, <laughs> right? Because that's not enough questions to right. actually sustain an hour long conversation. That's uh, with a, with yeah. a higher self, right? <laughs> or then somebody will send me three pages of questions and I'm kind of like, uh, um, <laughs> we are these in order of preference? Because we're not going to get that. But it right. helps to right. provide that clarity. I mean, to really yes. get them to hone in because right. they know there's a reason why they're coming in, why they're asking these questions, mm -hmm. that there's something there. But helping them formulate, mm -hmm. prepare those questions, that's so important. Yeah. And what's interesting is a lot of times the questions relate to each other anyway. Mm -hmm. And so they've ask them as all of these different questions, but one thing leads to the next and the next, and you can kind of cross off several as you're going through the session anyway. Mm -hmm. Which could be good and bad. If all five related to the basically the same. Yeah. Team. Luckily, though, I have enough experience that there's a lot of things that I can ask that they might not have thought of. So right. you're good at that. Yeah. 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 I mean, we just recently had a um, had a, a a client that had a session that um, all of the questions were, you know, very vague. I would, I, oh, from, yeah, from what you said, we're very vague, went back to the client to get clarification. Even the clarification was even more Still vague. kind of vague. <laughs> so, but what was here, the purpose? Right. So, but here's the, here's the interesting thing. And, 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 and I think this is a question for you. When you, when you get into the session and, and I get connected with their higher self and I'm out, how do you then take those questions and unwind the simplest question into, you know, 15 other questions or five other questions. Is that something that is intuitive or is that something that you're, I don't know, I guess just from doing so many questions or is it just really pure curiosity out of your, you know, or is it a combination? I guess I'm sure it's a combination. And I would tend <clears throat> to say that it's uh, based on what, what I'm hearing in the session. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think, See, I tend to downplay the intuitive piece, but I'm sure that <laughs> yes, a lot of yes. no, you got it going on. <laughs> I'm sure that it does. But what I would be prone to say is, oh, yeah, well, I'm listening to what they say, which I do. I listen because the higher self always has an opening statement. Yeah. So I listen to that. And then I see if there's a little nugget in there that relates to one of their questions. And then that's where I start to dive in. And so I usually never answer, ask their questions in order anyway. So I'm diving in depending upon how they answer. You actually have a little bit of a tell <laughs> because you, um, when something makes you curious, there's this, like this gleam you mm -hmm. get in your eyes. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. Sure. And you're sure. just kind of like, Ooh, <laughs> I, I get to peer behind the curtain. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And well, and that's, I, I guess that's, a, you know, another, another good point is how do you, so a client brings you a list of questions and this is more for my curiosity because I really don't know the behind no, the scenes. I, I know, right? I love yeah, this. Yeah, so this, this is, is really, so cool. so it's a really interesting <laughs> peek behind the curtain for myself of how this operates. <laughs> it, all I have to do is come up here and just put myself in a trance. I mean, that's it's all I do, part, right? Yeah. That's the easy part. But if if they if a client gives you twenty five questions <laughs> and they're very methodical about grouping them for themselves, but yet their higher self comes in somewhere around the middle or somewhere near the end and starts answering those questions just intuitively. 
how do you then weave that back together? I mean, how do you, because to me that would be just, I don't know, I guess because I'm, I'm kind of OCD when it comes to lists. I, if I'm going to do a list, it's one through 10 and I'm going to do one through 10. Sorry, higher self. You can't answer that yet because it's down here. I'm still up here. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, it's, um, if it were the case that the higher self started rolling on the questions that are towards the bottom that I'm thinking were extras or something Mm -hmm, like that, I would go over 60 minutes if it got to that, because I, I want to make sure I cover the most important things for them. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. if it kind of went off the rails, which it usually doesn't, Mm -hmm. but if it goes off the rails that way, uh, or if there's something of curiosity to me, I definitely will go over I'm yes. not going to use up the client's time. Yeah. So take a, minute and expl- take a minute and explain that because, because you know, that's an interesting s- sidebar to this because if, if they're, if the higher self is having a conversation with the client and there's some piece that invokes curiosity in yourself to a point of information that you haven't heard before, how do you, how do you address that so that, you know, the client is okay with you kind of going off script and, and, you know, maybe using, thinking they're using some of your time. So, yeah, because they do time. get stressed. I mean, you can, sure. if you're, if, when you're doing an intuitive reading, you can see the stress of you oh, start right. kind of going off a little bit, but you think it's important. Yes. And they're just kind of Because they don't going, know you're going to yeah, give them the extra time. Yeah. Right, I've right. learned to start prepaving that one. Just tell them ahead of time, you know, is this a hard That's stop a at this time? Because if yeah. I have a little bit you know, more information coming through, I, I'd like to be able to extend this. And, I'll, and then they love it because then they yeah, realize, yeah. oh, I'm getting a little bit more time. I do the same thing when when I'm a one-on-one client with someone, you know, or, or clients one-on-one with me. Mm-hmm. I do the same thing. I set it up front and saying, look, if we start, you know, getting near the end of the session, but yet I am so connected and there's so much information coming through that's so important for you. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to look at the client and go, well, we're going to have to schedule another, another session to, you know, part two. No, No, I, it, I mean, I think most, most, you know, light workers or most uh, practitioners that have sessions, they're going to know that, Hey, you know, if we get into the weeds of something and we need to figure this out, you know, Mm -hmm. we're just going to keep running the clock. I I mean, mean, it's just normal. For the most part, at this point, I don't have topics that I haven't heard before that need that level of investigation. Mm-hmm. However, mm-hmm. sometimes there's a lot to unravel for the client that wasn't uh, evident in their questions. Okay. And I will unravel a lot for the client and go over time if I have to, because you can't, it's not their fault that if they asked a, an innocuous question about a past life and it, it's so much detail and mm-hmm. so healing that they need that, but then you can't get to the other. I would not. Do right. That. Okay. Um, Makes sense. But that's only re- that hasn't happened too often where there's a an interesting topic. But the most evident one was with our friend Wendy, who was a client right. at that time, and now she's yes. our friend. But she um, asked if she was a walk-in, and at that time, I knew that walk-ins were fairly rare, and I kind of had the idea from Dolores Cannon books what it was, but. Mm-hmm. I didn't have all of the juicy details. So wait, pause. That's mm-hmm. that's a point of a dictionary thing right there. You got to say what is a walk-in. That's a good point. Yeah, <laughs> just, just so a, people understand what we're talking just about. A, oh. Just a just a sentence or two. So because that might be a whole another that might be a whole another podcast. <laughs> a walk-in is simply an energetic exchange between two souls when one soul can't fulfill its mission in the human body. There's kind of an agreement made with another soul that will step in. And it could be any age from late teens on up into adulthood and they'll step in and fulfill that mission mm-hmm. because the physical body's fine and doesn't need a transition. Okay. See, so, she's our encyclopedia Britannica. That's right. <laughs> okay, thank you. So anyway, I did that with Wendy and uh, she had asked if she was walking and they, they said, yeah, and I was shocked because I had never met one yet. Huh. And so we, I just started asking questions and a lot of times I'll look at Zoom and go, 
are you okay if we explore this? I'll go over if I need to. And they're usually, yeah, shaking their head because okay. they're muted on the other end. Um, okay. So yeah, all of that's fascinating. But I also wanted to ask you, Samantha, because you mentioned this before, mm -hmm. but I don't think maybe the public is aware or they don't think about this, but mm -hmm. if you have a session at, I don't know, four or five o'clock in the evening, you're not having a beer at lunch. <laughs> no. Or if your session's even at eight o'clock, you're not having a glass of wine with dinner. Yeah, you're not going so, out partying the night before. Right. Or even the night before. So tell us about that process in terms of keeping your body clean and all of that. Well, I will say I did that once. Once. Mm. <laughs> and the next morning getting up and, um, and having that session, but I was surprised because all I had to do is meditate and my body, like it cleared out, like cleared yeah. out, cleared up real quick. Yeah. So I was kind of surprised by that. And I was so set and ready to go. And this was before I started, um, you know, charging ahead of time, like mm, having people right. like deposit or whatever. Yep. And this person did not show up. <laughs> and I was like, I went through all of that. <laughs> Wait, what? You know, but anyway, um, so, yeah, I, you know, when I know I've got sessions coming up and you might know you have so many in the week coming up or whatever, it's, I, it's almost like, you know, the, um, the skiers that go between the poles and stuff mm. like, you know, you know, when you got to lean in, when you got to like, when you can do more personal stuff in your life, when you can schedule more personal things or when you kind of need to just stay more mm -hmm. on your own and balance that energy out. Um, so yeah, you know, it's, it's. Um, you might tell your family, yeah, I, I can't, I can't go to this family event the night before. If you know that that's something that yeah. can get you tied up in knots and you don't want to be in that space mm -hmm. the next day. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel kind of, you know, sad for my husband cause he has to put up with me going like, especially an hour before the session. I'm like, we can't discuss anything <laughs> and I'll go in and I'll do that my, so, we'll bring that topic so up too. We'll, we'll bring that, that's a good, that's a good <laughs> segue to something. Yes. Oh, well it's funny cause I'll, um, I'll go in and I'll do my half hour, um, you know, meditation, getting myself set and ready. And then I always go out, you know, go to the bathroom beforehand because you never know how long a session's going right. to last. And um, and it's when I go out to the bathroom. We've got offices at home and his is next to mine. So it's whenever I go out to the bathroom that he'll go, okay, the plumber said, and I'm like, mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, yes. and, and he just tries to get that one little thing in and, and he gets this frustrated look on his face. Cause it's like, why can't we answer this? Yeah. And I'm just yeah. like, not here. It's not me. I'm just, I'm a ghost, you know? So, you know, I go to the bathroom, I quickly get back in the room. And so I've got a, um, a friend of mine made a, um, a sign for me to put on my door now that says, you know, come in or um, do not disturb in mm -hmm. session. Mm -hmm. And, um, but I have found that I actually have to lock the door at times too. Cause it's like, you know, he, he, he's not sure if I'm done yet or not. Yep. And he just wants to check in real quick, you know, and, um, you know, bless him for it. It's, it's just, but you know, it's, it's so anyway, um, so it's just, yeah, you've got to, we monitor ourselves constantly mm -hmm. and yeah. making sure that we are coming at it with the best energy that we possibly can. Mm -hmm. So, you know, what I have said to clients before is when they've asked me about these things is that you're not just paying for that session. That is right. not the right. thing you are paying for. And it's not just the years of expertise, you know, that but I've put that into too. this. Right. Yeah. There's, you know, yes, there, just, just like anything else, there's continuing education. Mm -hmm. Um, there's managing your energy. 
Um, there's manage, managing your household, the energy around you and your mm -hmm. office space and so forth. Um, and part of the professionalism is showing up in the best form that you possibly can right. for mm -hmm. that session. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. That's really good. I'm glad that you mm -hmm. expounded on that. That's so important. And I don't think people understand that. It's not like you just I think punch a time of, clock and go to work and then come I think home. some of them understand it. The ones that <clears throat> that may not fully be immersed in in the metaphysical or in the spiritual, but for the newcomers. Like how they, do you yeah, how do right, you go about doing all this? Right. Yeah. They're they're and I think that's what more this conversation really is geared towards is the real newcomers that are stepping into their gifts and they're they're wanting to say they're saying, I want to work in this field. I want to work in this field. How do and I do it? How do I do it? And and you gotta kinda have a a window behind the scenes. I mean, yes, it's not it's not just the it's not the thirty minutes or an hour before the session. It's it's it starts way back. I mean, if you're going to do it as an actual business, well, it's establishing a business. You know, that's why I asked early yeah, on, how far yeah. back do you want to go with this? Because it's really establishing yourself mm -hmm. as a business through the state, getting yourself set up as a tax ID. Then it's formulating how you're going to put together a website, manage a website, and who's going to manage it for you, yourself or somebody else? How are you going to handle the emails? How are they going to be filtered through? And how are you going to respond mm -hmm. to those? It's mm -hmm. all of that back end. And so when you say, you know, here's your price for your session, well, that yes, that is for your 90 minute session or that is for your hour long or 30 minute or whatever time length your session price is. But here's what goes into that 90 minutes mm -hmm. that, that, or, or into that amount for that session. It's to maintain the, 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 the business up mm -hmm. to the point at which you sit in front of me and not just sitting in front, but afterwards. Yes. The aftercare. Okay, Absolutely. There's yeah. the whole aftercare part of it. Um, because a lot of times, um, whether it's channeling or intuitive or mediumship, there's a lot of times I, I keep a notepad near me because I'm writing down, Oh, let me suggest Abraham Hicks. Right. Let me yes. suggest right. this particular yep. book, you know? Yep. And, um, you know, so I know that afterwards I'm going to be, if it's, especially if it's zoom, you know, it's, mm. you've, you've got to download the zoom yep. video. You've got to set it up for them to be able to get access to mm -hmm. it. And then there's, mm -hmm. um, there's whatever books that you've said, suggested and so forth. And like that right there can easily eat up half an hour of your time. Yep. Right. You know, yep. so At it's least. just like, it's, it's amazing how this stuff, um, so yeah, it's not just <laughs> that half hour, that right. hour. Well, it's, I mean, let's, I mean, even scope it a little differently. You're watching us on a podcast. You're watching us sitting here talking about this. Mm -hmm. Well, this took about an hour and a half to set up all the equipment, all test it, get it all right. It'll be a little bit more main. Right. It'll, it'll streamlined in time, but yeah, right now, but because now, it's, it's, right. you know, very new and then post-production <laughs> going through and that editing been, it and, right, and yeah. making it prep it for So there's that time. So you have to, and, and that comes down to anything that you do. If you do business long enough, it's not just the end product. It's what leads up to it and what happens exactly. afterwards. So, you know, I, I think it, that's a and good point, but I, I want to go back to, and I think it's, I, I want to go back to that okay, too. However, right. I just wanted to <laughs> oh mention, oh, God, something's going on. Oh yeah. yeah. No, we're, we're both tracking to, on that one. <laughs> that's because we're married. No, that's right. <laughs> but, uh, in terms of aftercare, you yes. know, we love to hear from our clients. Oh my I God. Love I to love to hear love when yeah. they respond. And it's so right. rare. I don't know how it is for y'all. It's, it's, 
it takes spits and spurts. Fairly rare. Sometimes I, and, we'll get clients like one after another just set, responding like a week or two later, and then it just dries up for a little bit. So yeah. every session, at the end of every session, I'm like, I really want to know. Please let me know how you're doing. If yeah. there's right. something that you may not quite have understood or right. whatever, please ask right. me. Yeah. I, I just let me have the opportunity to offer clarity. Right. I'm offering that to them. And yet, you know, I've had one woman who's reached out to me several times now, and it's been so much fun because I told her about um, her husband didn't want any more dogs. She was um, she had all these dogs that all have health issues, and she mm. felt like that was her thing in life was to take care of all these mm-hmm. dogs that had health issues. And um, next thing you know, you know, it's coming out of my mouth. Well, you need another dog, <laughs> and she's like, I don't think that's going to happen. And I said, No, this is a dog for you and your husband. And I could see it. I'm getting goosebumps, and I could see it um, because this dog was um, it was going to be perfectly healthy. It was going to be a puppy. And it was just going to fit right in their home. Aww. And it was going to be this just kind of a union kind of thing. Yeah. And and she goes, well, where am I going to find it? And I gave her a basic idea. And I said, that dog's coming to you. Just know that. And I can goosebumps. Well, she has now sent me so many pictures <laughs> and responded and lets me, gives me updates. And I mean, I live for that. I love it. It's just, yeah. it's so, and, and what this dog has done for their family, yeah. it's just like so freaking cool. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and so every time we, we tell our clients as well, please reach out to us or ask questions or if you have any insight, mm-hmm. let us know, fill us as, in. Yeah, as you're going on this journey, because we're just one step of the journey. And, and yeah. as you're going on this journey, you know, we're a resource for you. I I'm, I tell them straight up, I don't have all the answers. My wife doesn't have any, all the answers, but we have a group of people that may have the answer you're exactly. looking for. You know, that's the most right. important thing. It's, and it's, it's amazing well, how many of our clients have become friends now. Absolutely. Uh, honestly, a lot of our friends started out as yeah, clients and, yeah. mm-hmm. but but the point in that was that you do spend time answering emails like I just got one a couple yeah. of days ago and she was concerned about something that had come across and you know I was like mm. I'm pretty sure you're not interpreting it 100% accurately please go back and listen to that listen with your heart not your head uh, you know release uh, any mm. expectations or whatever and I mean I took time to write a longish yeah concerned email because I am concerned and so all of those types of things that interaction and you know that takes time but we but it's the part also that we enjoy is yeah oh yeah that the relationships yeah. the relationships so here I think is the difference and maybe why people hesitate to reach out to us because again you know I'm all about the new paradigm old paradigm mm-hmm. kind of thing old paradigm is um the intuitive psychics mediums who um, schedule, like they book out six sessions in a day, six Mm -hmm. to eight sessions. I was up at, where is that place called? Um, Lilydale? Yes. Mm -hmm. I was up there. And I ESP there. I, I, well, I was not. (laughs) Okay. So we don't have that. We're not tracking, but we have ESP going on. Right. Right. Um, But, you know, I just thought, God, you're living in this community where you know people are going to constantly, and they have these, you know, sign up lists, and it's like one after the other. And I'm like, that is a drudge. That is no longer fascinating, fun, or, yeah. And Mm -hmm. and the thing is, I would rather have the higher price, honestly, and, and be able to devote that time because those people don't have the time. They don't have the energy. Mm -hmm. They're wiped out at the end of the day. And it's like done. Right. Whereas we do have that follow-up energy. And I, mm-hmm. so that's why I would rather be where I'm at, you know, yeah. with, with my prices so that I'm, I'm putting all of that into it and mm-hmm. can give more of myself. For me, it's like, 
Um, the max I think I do is three sessions in a day of like intuitive work. Mm -hmm. I can do a couple of more, um, sessions if I'm doing like, uh, my spiritual life right. coaching, which is a, a different avenue of energy. Sure. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So it just all depends on what, what we're actually doing. Sure. How long can you go? Uh, I typically, my, my framework is I don't, I won't allow myself to do two personal channelings, two higher self channelings in a day. Mm -hmm. But if it's a higher self and a pet channeling or two pet channelings in a day, that's not a problem. I could probably, pet channelings, you could, I could probably space out three of them in a day if I needed to. But the to. issue is since we work together right. yeah. and I'm still working full time, that's right. then yeah. we yeah. can only yeah. fit in so much. But you probably could do two But like yesterday, selves. yesterday we did a higher self mm -hmm. in the morning and a pet in the evening. Because so. we've done personal channelings, which yeah, that's are true. at least an hour it, Well, it two. depends too. I, and this is really kind of the caveat in that is it depends on how and you don't know this until you get into the personal higher self channeling of what needs to be healed or what needs to be worked on. Okay. If, if some if, are more vanilla, for some sure. are very just in, I mean, you lock into their energy and it's so beautiful. It's just uplifting. You feel energized and yeah. complete at the end. Others, there's a lot of work that needs to be done. And I, I'm not, not going to go into how, what it is. Not to say but that their higher self is not beautiful. It's wonderful. Beautiful, it is. But it is. But there's a lot of work. There might be a lot of. There's yeah, a lot of healing. Trauma that takes or healing. That yep. needs to take and so that takes a lot mm -hmm. from me. And so there's a, there's a recovery time I, I want to allow myself. So I'm a hundred percent for the client, the next client. So that's why I, if I were to do two personal, two, two personal higher self channelings, one would be definitely in the morning, nine o'clock frame, And the next one would be probably the six o'clock frame. I'd allow myself that amount of time to just be the recovery point. Because if the nine o'clock session is a doozy, I, yeah. you know, I, I, I don't know how long that's going to take for me to recover. And again, I think a lot of that is your conscious mind. Oh, it's my head. You really don't Absolutely. know what happened no, during right. the session no. and you really aren't drained. I mean, you feel mm, fine. Yeah, but I, it's, it is, it's, you it's know. It's weird how it can be taxing. Like but it's, it's it, you know. But yeah, I think. My mind comes out of it, you know, after the session and, and I, I, Sure, a lot of it's going to be a mind game with me. I mean, it's. I mean, we. I think that's everybody. another behind the scenes thing. It yeah. doesn't matter what modality you're doing; you're still a conscious being. Yeah. And you still have conscious yeah. thought processes running in the background. For me, and, it's for me. I want to dedicate the appropriate amount of time for each individual sure. that I'm going to be working with, whether it's a pet channel or whether yeah. it's a higher self yeah. channel, and I want to allow enough time in between that I know that I'm coming into it for that person at 100, percent not 75, not 85 but I want to make sure I'm at a hundred percent so I can give my genuine hundred percent effort. And that's when the fascinating stuff happens. Absolutely. I mean, that's when it's just magic. Like yeah. it's just, it's so much fun. So why yeah. wouldn't you be there? Right. Yeah, exactly. So exactly. I'm curious cause we're talking about intuitive kind of stuff mm -hmm. and BQH is more, um, is that more energy based? Beyond well, quantum healing, energy. spiritual hypnosis. Okay. Um, some practitioners are more intuitive than others and will see or experience what the client is sharing during the mm -hmm. session. How many can, of those can you do a day? Oh, if gosh, you were for to... sure only one. Okay. Because there's for, how many hours? It, mine are three hours. Okay. And that's about mm, average, low average. Mm -hmm. I mean, some QHHT, which is very similar, those practitioners are doing upwards of five and six hours, which is crazy. For one session. I think, I think with the evolution of it, mm -hmm. and I consider my, I, I consider beyond quantum healing to be kind of an evolution mm -hmm. to Dolores Cannon's original work. But, um, I think people are understanding that we don't need to go through the machinations of, uh, every single past life and all of this sort of stuff. And so you can abbreviate them and you can even do some really quick hypnotic conscious work, mm -hmm. um, 
even in the talking, you can get somebody into a trance state and go through some questions really quickly before they think about, you know, kind of like what Freud would do. What do you, mm-hmm. what do you see in this picture? Real quick, what do you see? First thing. So you can kind of do that. So the sessions don't need to be as long, but to answer your question, one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, because your mind, yeah. I was just thinking about it. Your mind is constantly analyzing what's coming through. Like you're hearing it, you're getting, you, you are getting downloads, intuitive downloads mm-hmm. of what to ask next, but, but it is alert, staying on it. And I know I have mm-hmm. to be that way in, you know, in yeah. spiritual life coaching, mm-hmm. um, always, you know, but, but feeling those downloads, nudges of when to ask this, or when to ask that. But when you're doing mediumship or channeling, mm. like it's lovely. Cause you're, I mean, I always feel like I'm cheating now. Like, cause you just, <laughs> you have to come prepared but then you get to just sit back and yeah. let them, you know, like for me, I'm sitting there going, oh my God, are you going to say that? Are you going to say, oh my God, they just said that. But I'm just sitting back the whole time, you know, just yep. kind of going, hmm, hmm, hmm. <laughs> yep. That's yep. interesting yeah. to think that you're, you get to call it taking a backseat kind of. That's Oh, it's definitely a backseat. Interesting, right? Yeah. Because yeah. as a medium, like before I knew a medium, knew anybody in that field, I would have thought it was kind of maybe not stressful, but you want to be on and you want to make sure you're on your game. And if things don't come through, you're kind of stressing out and whatever. And, but more well, I that's hear the channeling part of it. Now, mediumship, that can be stressful. Cause yes, you want it. You know, this person has come, their heart is literally mm. on your table yep. and you know, it, it can go beautifully and it can go, it can go nine different ways. I just had a session where, um, I was, you know, the, her husband apparently was coming through. Um, we had to kind of pull, pull his energy in yeah, yeah. and there was a reason why we kind of had to pull his energy in. And it was, you know, I was like, how long has it been since he's passed? And she said four years. And he the message he was giving her before I asked that was, you know, you need to just go and do your life, go live your life. Well, he was, I said, his energy is just pulling back and I don't know why. So when she said the four years, Mm -hmm. I was like, aha, Mm -hmm. he's telling her it's time to get on with her life. Now I can't say that, but you're sitting there thinking, thinking all of this stuff. And it's like, how do I handle this in, in the most meaningful way, you know, for this person. And sometimes it just, the information is going to create pain with the person if they're mm-hmm. wanting to continue that relationship or they're not getting the answer that say they typically would get from another medium, you right. know? So those kind of things can be super, super stressful. Yeah. 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 I, I agree. I That's agree. another point, uh, mm-hmm. is this preparation of being, um, ethical and tactful, learning how to interact having interpersonal relationship type skills Mm -hmm. because i know like you said with the legacy people Mm -hmm. we we were doing illuminate festival i remember the founder of illuminate festival would put out an email to everybody and she'd say don't tell people they only have five weeks till they're gonna die don't tell people that blah blah i mean who even gets that i remember asking (laughs) yeah i'm like that's what i'm i remember asking her are you kidding me this is what she goes I wouldn't put it in writing if it didn't happen. So there are mediums who just (laughs) spew everything or psychics or whatever. They're unethical people or maybe people that just don't have a clue. But it's not to say that they're not not getting that. Well, it's not that it's not that they're not getting that information. It's just there is a bit of decorum and tact that you have to have. I mean, you know, if you're seeing clients at your house and you have an extended period of time with them, you can navigate through that appropriately. But if you're in a 15 or 20 minute reading or 30 minute reading in a, in a, 
in a fair, mm-hmm. my personal opinion, not the appropriate place to handle that. There's not enough time right. to establish that rapport. Yeah. Well, and, and I know that if I get, I don't, I don't typically typically get those kinds of messages. But you know, it might just be that I'm getting a blank wall. <laughs> right. You know, it's kind of like there's no information beyond right. that, and I'm starting to feel like like if they're going, well, should I plan for this or this? And you mm-hmm. kind of go, well, you better do this because that's not going to happen. Right. You know. You're right. Um, so I get those kind of feelings, um, but I will push on it like three times. You know, and, yeah. and if and if if I get that That's, nudge from spirit that this is the information that needs to be given, then it's like you need to front load, you know, your activities because mm-hmm. there's a potential of something coming up. But right. and, and they're and, never going to be that specific because yeah. then people interfere with their own. Right, life right. Now. I was exaggerating, but I mean, yeah. you get the you no, get and, the, and, I, and I agree with that. Yeah, that's a good point, and, though. But I I agree with you with the 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 three test the the, the three test whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. I if I get a piece of information through a psychic reading or even through a mediumship reading that seems to be a bit brash and it happens. Mm-hmm. Um, I start a dialogue, a very strong dialogue with who I'm blending with higher self or, you know, while I'm doing a uh, psychic reading or, or spirit and I'll ask it three times, but not in a, not like immediately in a row. Yeah, I'll, you come back, circle I, back around. I circle yep. it around three times, yeah. and if it comes back to me three times, the same thing that was the very first one, this is a piece of information that has to come through, and that's that's why I, you know, when I have a client with me here in in the stu- in the studio in the in the treehouse. Today house, it's a studio. Today it's a studio. <laughs> I I will then say, look, mm-hmm. because at that point we already know we've already established a connection. I'm mm-hmm. saying mm-hmm. this is going to come across a bit brash. But I have to say it exactly the way they're telling me to say it. And 99% of the time, it's exactly what spirit, when they were here physically, will have told them. Yeah. Exactly their like personality. that. Their personality. Yeah. So, it shows their personality. So it so it's an appropriate time. Yeah. So I'm not taking anything, you know, away from any other person. I just think there's there are, in my opinion, there are places to and not to bring in such direct information. Yeah. Do you know what I find interesting about that? Understand <clears throat> I've been doing this a long time through, you know, tarot and then the other mm-hmm. stuff. And you have not been doing it as long, but just nope. as powerful. And we've not been taught by any of the same people right. by any, you know, means. And yet it's we both just the similar type of it's, it's, yeah. I, I think it's just part of this energy or whatever. Like when you really get into this, in, in the idea of service, that heart yeah. space, mm-hmm. it becomes this thing where you just, you, you, you align ethically with spirit. Yes. And you Absolutely. just know, like it's yeah. just a thing. It's a divine alignment when yep. you're connected like that and you know that mm-hmm. whatever information is coming through you is appropriate. I mean, it's just, and, and, and you're right. The teachings may be different, but the outcome is the same. Which means it's not just a job. That's the point. That's right. the bottom line. It's yeah. not well, a job. you're in your heart space. Think mm-hmm. about it because the people who are answering the brush, you know, questions, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like anyway, the ones that are just diving right into it. Um, I think they're doing more in their head than they are mm-hmm. in their heart. They're feeling the need. Oh, I've got to answer this. And I don't feel the need to just answer it directly. Yeah. I mean, that's not where the information's ever coming from. Mm-hmm. It is really my thing is all about the, a shift in their perspective. 
Mm-hmm. You know, they're like, I'm in pain about this. And it's like, well, let's look at this differently. Right. It's not right. how do you get out of this pain? Because mm-hmm. how you perceive it is how you get out of it. Yeah, that's a really good, that's a really good point. And it's um, subtle, yeah. mm-hmm. but important. Yeah. I know you wanted to get back to mm. behind the scenes of <laughs> married yes. couples who do this work. <laughs> Okay. So, I mean, well, you know, and, and just to let our audience know, I mean, Allison and I, we've been married 30, it'll be 33 years this year. Better yes. get that one right. So, yeah, I got to get it right. <laughs> but, yeah, 33 years this year. And, and so when you brought up about, you know, you both have your own offices and, you know. Don't talk about don't talk about stuff right, right before a session. Right. Don't talk about life. Right. <laughs> Leave life out of it for the first time. I feel like yeah. I'm about to go into a therapy session. <laughs> no, no, no. no, we've worked through that. <laughs> okay. But what's interesting. We've worked through that. <laughs> yeah, right. I think we have. Mostly. You know, it, it was early on and, and you alluded to it. We haven't been doing this work that, that long. I mean, seven years, I guess you, you were saying the other day. So I don't continue. It's not long. But early on when we would have, and just, just with Reiki sessions. Or Reiki classes particularly. Or Reiki classes. I remember. We would need to come upstairs or even when we were, when we were doing it in the house, we would mm-hmm. be preparing for a class. And we, mm-hmm. I'm telling you, Will and I come from two totally different perspectives about everything. If you could be on opposite ends of the spectrum on just <laughs> about every topic. If she's white, I'm black. That's how, yeah. that's to start oh, wow. contrast. That's the way yeah. it is. With the exception of the major life things like having children and yeah. Yeah. values and that sort of thing. But all of the nuances, like how to do this or how to do that or what food to serve or how to, whatever, it's all oh, wow. different. And so we would find ourselves like arguing right before a Reiki Having class. a throwdown. I'll, I'll put it, I'll even phrase it that way. As we're setting up or whatever. Yeah. And it, yeah. wow. so we're exploring, you know, do we have this energy? Is this anger that needs to come out? And the nice thing about doing this work is that you cannot let that continue. You have to right. reconcile. Right. Mm-hmm. And so... You know, we just get that out, clear that energy, then clear the air, come up here and, and it would be a beautiful class or a beautiful session or whatever. So I, I almost think some of it might've been purposeful. I think, yeah, hindsight, looking back at it, I think we were both intuitively picking up on what was going to be taken care of during the session or taking, you know, the, the dynamic in the class or whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. We were picking up on that beforehand so it was causing tension between us and we both had to get that out we both had to release that because amazingly enough those sessions were so profound or those classes would the dynamic in those classes were so profound so i think we were alleviating some of that i mean yes there's there are personal differences between us Mm -hmm. um and that you know you talk about behind the scenes i mean i intuitively knew 33 years ago or 35 years ago we've been together that you know i knew we were going to work together i knew she was going to write books you know i knew all this stuff and and i told her that and she's like there's no way in hell i'm going to work with you because you're too much of a perfectionist Fast forward to 2015 and, and it all just started un- unfolding and here we are. And it is this, I couldn't ask for a better partner in business mm-hmm. than, than Allison. I mean, it's just, it, there's just something. Well, thank you. Well, the bottom yeah. line is we know that we came in here together to yeah. do this work. And so yeah. when yeah. that's the case, I mean, there's just a dynamic that mm-hmm. when the two of us are together, it's more powerful than sin- single individuals. Yeah, It's just an alchemy that, and an energy that, creates beautiful miracles for the clients and stuff. And, um, I mean, if I could do my psychic and mediumship work with her tied to my hip, Mm -hmm. I would love it. 
<laughs> but it, it, it I haven't. But I mean, there are it. challenges to that too, yeah. like you yep. mentioned, yeah. and uh, not just the fact that we might have a spat or something, but the fact that I work full time, and so we mm-hmm. can only see clients when we have to do it together on right. certain times of the day, or yeah, yep. that's it. Um, and and so that can be challenging. So early on, it was mm-hmm. kind of like, is there something that could you think you could channel by yourself? Is there something that you could do to expand mm-hmm. yourself without me? Um, but 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 we <laughs> it's, it's, we realized it, it just yeah needs to there's be. The, that dynamic of when when I'm channeling I you know we've created this I hate the phrase safe space but I've created we've created this container to work in mm-hmm. and and part of that container is Allison and her strength of of questioning um, you know I always joke about yeah. you know Allison's ability acute ability to question and unravel questions. I, you know, if she was a detective, I'd hate to be the criminal in front of her because I'd go to jail in 20 seconds because I, you know, the amount of questions she would lay in front of me, I uh-huh. would have no idea. Coming so, from different directions. Right. Too, exactly. Like, and just unraveling it. And, and it's all out of pure curiosity. <laughs> mm-hmm. How, and I think that goes to your education too, your, your, the psychology background. It's, there's the peering behind the, the thought process. It's not just the question. It's what the thought process that got to the question. So yeah, that's, that's all beforehand. You look at those questions beforehand. You you ascertain what what avenues you can go down. How, what how can you clump them together? And it's mm-hmm. all part of that process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to clarify something because I've mm-hmm. I've said this once or twice where mm-hmm. you haven't been doing this as long, but that's not totally accurate. You haven't been doing it as a profession, form of, yeah. Right, right. But you've had all these insights and awarenesses and int- knowing, yeah, yeah, that's been going on for quite the some intuitive, time. the intuitive side. I mean, now that I can see how it all played out. Yes. The intuitive side of my, myself has mm-hmm. been very strong all my life. Um, I'm a, by, tr- by training for the military, I'm a diesel mechanic, a, a marine diesel mechanic. Rarely did I ever crack on, open a manual. Mm-hmm. I intuitively could tell you, and I was trained by old school mechanics, mm-hmm. and that just fostered the strength in my intuitive abilities yeah. because those old school mechanics were intuitive themselves. So I learned how to just hone my intuitive sense of how to fix something, not the not by look opening a book and reading right. one through three. You know, that's but even listening. That's what does it yeah. sound like? Right. You know, how to yeah. diagnose. What does it sound like? What does it smell like? What does it taste like? You know, all the different or use all of your senses. Well, you apply that to life. Yeah, there you go. And there it is right in front of you. So it's it's kind of just redesigning how how you operate. I'm a diagnostician by, you know, not by training. It's just my personality. I like to I like to tear stuff down and see what makes it tick. Mm -hmm. So maybe to my detriment, you know, as far as this channeling thing, you know, I, I try to deconstruct the channeling thing to figure out how it works. Well, there is no figuring out how it works. It either does or doesn't. And, and it is who I am. Right. So, you know, but that's okay. You know, I, but you did use a lot of diagnostic technique to figure (laughs) out how to perfect your channeling absolutely and it's and it, listen what, to this music what were the nuances yeah. when think you can feel i'm coming in you know that could yeah. be another really good maybe a short maybe a mm-hmm. whatever like because a lot of people want to know how did you know that's one of the biggest mm-hmm. questions i get and and i find it fascinating because 
people will sit in their session and they have questions that they really want to ask about their life. Yes. But so, I mean, like I usually first 10 minutes of a session, like I'm just like, okay, this is going to be an hour and 10 minutes. I know it's going to go over because they, they sit there, they just wonder, how did you know? Mm-hmm. How did you like, you, you know, this gift you have, but anyway, that is for yeah, that, another, that I think that, that'd be a good mm-hmm. topic for sure. <clears throat> because yeah. that's a huge question. I think if they could, you know, when you're, I remember when I was going through this, you just wanted to drill down the line asking everybody <laughs> so you could figure out where your hook is, where you're right. like that pull that you could start mm-hmm. getting into it. So yeah, that'd be yeah. fun to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. So anything else about behind the scenes? Oh, wait, I do want to say something about behind mm-hmm. the scenes. So it's really funny for me right now. So um, my son um, used to live in the bedroom that was um, not above my office. He now is in the bedroom above my office. And um, and we have always encouraged him. He he like shreds guitar like nobody's business he's really good he loves Uh-oh. you know the mm. 80s rock the, or the 70s what 70 80s rock you know yep. heavy metal all that and um and he's quite quite good at it and he'll hit on songs that i just want to dance around in my office i'm like oh <laughs> yep. my god this is awesome you know <clears throat> and um so even like it's 11 o'clock my husband and i are trying to go to bed he'll he's just got to get it out of his system because he does every day he practices nice and um you know, we just never say anything. We're just like, go ahead and do it. You know, we just, I don't, it's amazing how permissive we are about it, but he'll do it when I'm in the middle of a session. Mm. So I've started to try to get kind of a balance, you know, oh, between, right. you know, letting him know, Hey, I've got a session from this time to this time, this time to this time. Do you want me to print it out? And he's like, no, no, no I can remember that mom, you know? Um, I, cause one day I had him, him shredding and I had oh, gosh. the, um, the <clears throat> landscaper outside oh, doing yeah. his thing. And then across the way they were taking down a tree. Oh boy. <laughs> Seriously shredding. Like I had all this going on and I was going into channeling mode, yeah. you know, which yeah. you can't just go. Can you please stop? You're in that mode. Mm-hmm. And then it would stop and everything would sound really like clear yeah. and loud with the people. And then I'd all snort up again. So yeah, it's see, nobody talks about that when you hear the lawnmower go yeah. by and yeah. having home businesses it's, is challenging. Yeah. I mean, so actually last night we had a pet channeling and the neighbor's dog five minutes before, before the session. And I will say that dog is very intuitive to when I'm calling in somebody else's pet. Interesting. It seems that way. It seems that I'll say coincidentally, but I think it's more than coincidence. He will start barking. Now for me, it has been a learned practice to dial that out of my hearing. Mm -hmm. So as I'm, I mean, the world could be taking place around me. Um, you know, lawnmowers, dog barking, you know, the beeping from the UPS truck coming down the driveway. As I'm entering into that space where I'm taking my my breath to enter into channeling, mm-hmm. I'm using that to create white noise. So and you're it, going with it. I'm going with it. Yeah, yes. I because I've tried to fight it <laughs> and nope. Not going to happen. So yeah, I've the more you try not to think about the, the more pink you, elephant in the room. That's the all pink you elephant standing yeah. in the middle of the room. So yeah. I've 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 gone through a process of using it, and it's more for it's more what I remember from the QHHT session. Mm-hmm. Any sounds that you hear in the room mm-hmm. just help you to slide deeper into the oh that's in, right into the trance mm-hmm. yeah. So I started remembering that. And so I would then defocus those specific sounds, lawnmowers, dog barking, all the different sounds, mm-hmm. and turn them into one mash of a sound of white noise. That and I sense. just allow myself just to 
drift out. So now at this point, I don't know, I could probably sit in front of a train horn and, and be fine. But, you know, it is, but it's taken practice. And Allison's right. It's taken time for me to different iterations of how I enter into trance. And it is more of a, my team guides me as well as just intuitively. I know I've got to switch something up. So, yeah. But for sure, it's nice to have this treehouse space and not yeah. have to worry about whether my dishes are clean in the house mm-hmm. or yeah, what's going on with floors swept or whatever. Yeah. Well, I have um, a mentor that I'll occasionally attend one of her classes and stuff. And one of her things was, um, you know, I, I, she was like, you know, this week I want you to go out, find a park. Mm-hmm. and sit in that park and get into that space yep. you know find the noisiest place you can find that yep. should get all your attention you mm-hmm. know because you, you you know you need to be able to embrace it because the thing is when you're in that higher vibrational space and you have to be in that higher higher vibrational yes. space to connect yep. um that if you were to go into anger what oh, would yeah. that do for you like you know Catch so you, right you, you have to see it as What's the benefit in this? How mm-hmm. is this, you know, leveling me up? How is this? Right. Yeah, everything's for your better good. Yep. And <laughs> it, it, you brought up, you know, your son playing playing music and stuff. For me, and again, a little bit behind the scenes, when mm-hmm. I, before, uh, before not before a chance or, or a channeling session, but before a psychic or a mediumship session, I come up here or even in the house, I'd put on my headphones and I'm an EDM guy. I like electronic, electronic <laughs> dance music, you know, the, the heavier the bass, you know, that kind of thing. I'm, I'm all about it. all electronica, that kind of thing. I'll put that music on and I'll mm-hmm. pump the volume all the way up and I'll just get connected to that vibration. Mm-hmm. And it's so easy to drop into spirit, start blending with spirit as they're entering into the room because it's just, it's a vibrational state that you're taking yourself to. Mm-hmm. So it's easier for me to then, you know, once the client arrives, I've got the music down, but I'm already connected. See, I got to ask mm-hmm. you about that because... Um, so one of your suggestions, and I asked yeah. you, what yeah. do you use? And you suggested Shastro. Yeah. And I love Shastro. So now I'm using that constantly. And yes. it's such a beautiful nuance because as I'm listening to it, I'm, do- I'm going through my grounding process mm-hmm. and then I'm running energy and then I'm connecting up, inviting, you know, guides or multidimensional beings or whatever. And it's, and it's funny cause I'm starting to get to point where I can't get it loud enough mm-hmm. and I want something more <laughs> vibrational, like, you know, like really pumping even more. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It's I, the craziest thing, but I, it's the perfect amount of time. To yeah. It's drop a great 15, that. 20 minute. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 section of music but what's interesting is i've used that right from the beginning i can see why (laughs) and about mid last year i came up and i would i used it for both personal channelings and pet channelings Mm -hmm. then i shifted away from using it during the personal channelings and only for pet channelings about mid last year completely it was time to Stop move it. on. Time to move on. Yeah. I beca- and I realize what time that is. is be- and again, this is that behind the scenes, do the meditation beforehand kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I was laying there and listening to it, and I could, I could always feel myself just slide out, get connected, and I'd be in that nice, comfortable connection space. But it got to a point where I would just lay there and I'd look at the ceiling. Oh, like, no. Okay, well, 
Mm, now what's going on? I guess I don't need the music anymore. Well, and that's the thing. We can't, you know, every time you find a ritual, like when I notice I start doing some, like right now I'm I'm enjoying the music, Mm -hmm. but I also do it without the music, you know, because the moment you find a ritual, you know, you're going to be stuck if you don't have the ritual. That's right. That's right. You you don't have the battery. Rituals are for self. Rituals are for self. Spirit is just going to sit there and tap their fingers. They're waiting for you to just do your thing. (laughs) Okay. You know? Uh-huh. So yeah, that's uh, that's that is the very true. It's it's really for self and just to. It's like pulling up a warm, cozy blanket around you, going, "Okay, I'm in. I'm in my comfort space. This is mm-hmm. what I do to be able to invoke spirit. This is what I'm able to do to calm my energy. This is what I'm able to do. You know, that could be working with crystals or whatever it is. Music, working. You know, whatever you do. Excuse me, but it's it's really just for self to feel comfortable to be able to get into that. space into mm-hmm. that space intention so. setting yep. yep i just want to ask one more question yeah. here and because i've got an answer to this but i want to hear <laughs> y'all's um where is the like weirdest place you've ever done a reading like the the weirdest like just strangest situation or hmm. like that created a challenge like a difference different structure different place different well i mean we've done we've done um kind of a one day event type of thing at a little uh, metaphysical shop in uh, Augusta mm-hmm. where we done, I've done channeling. You've done some work there. Um, I, I did some mediumship work there. It was a little constrictive because it was inside the actual shop. So you had to work around the tables of, of, of crystals and different things like that. So well, that would be weird energy. I mean, yeah. but actually, you know, that's what I thought at first. That was my human side of things. I was like, oh, I don't know if I'm, it's too small. It's too blah, blah, blah. It was magical. I mean, I had I had people on the way, but I mean, they were all segregated because you had to work your way around the tables and stuff. Adapt, overcome, military. Yeah. Me, it's adapt, <laughs> overcome. Just try to figure it out. <clears throat> but because I because I dance with the energy and I'm moving around a lot, it, mm-hmm. I found myself kind of being drawn to certain corners and certain pockets and connecting with spirit there. So it was nice. I mean, they they all kind of congregated with their own group of people, and uh-huh. I just had to find myself there and connect with them. So that was kind of interesting. Um, Weirdest spot. I really. I did a group regression once at the Salt Cave in Somerville. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, oh no, that would that be was nice. Fun. Six people in reclining, mm-hmm. you know, gravity chairs, and in the Salt Cave. But I got there and I realized I had forgotten my notebook of scripts. Oh yeah. And it was right. kind of early on, and although I read that <laughs> script, as soon as the panic sinks in, then you can't remember the script. But somehow I did it, and I winged it, and it worked. And uh, but yeah. I will say that it, you know. It wasn't necessarily that it was, I guess you could say it was weird. So when I first started channeling, because mm-hmm. I was having to be induced and I was like, and we were like, okay, well, we need to let other people know about this. I mean, mm-hmm. this is, this is exciting. You know, this is exciting stuff. All the information that's coming through. We did it in the house. We did it at the salt cave. We did it at unity church. And it was like, it's good to have that variety. Like, um, uh, Edgar <laughs> Casey. Bring the massage table was, in, lay the yeah. massage table yeah, out, was, lay down on the massage table. Allison induces me into a trance mm-hmm. and then go on about the question. It was a little weird <laughs> thinking about it now. It is yeah. kind of odd. Because here I am. Splayed <laughs> what out people on, thought about right, him lying out flat on a table. Splayed out on a massage table and yeah. answering questions. Uh, yeah. So I guess you, if you want to ask, you know, strange things, that would probably be the strangest. Yeah. Okay. So my strangest. Mm-hmm. I love those. And, and that vision of you laid out, like, I'm sorry, that is the funniest yeah. thing right yeah. there. 
Um, <laughs> so um, I met this woman um, at one of my husband's events that he shoots, and um, he's a photographer. That's why he was mm-hmm. shooting. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> and um, just let's clarify. Um, and she was really desperate for a reading. And I had an eight-hour drive home. And I thought, Uh-oh. you know, I kind of go into trance anyway. Sure. When you're driving, I knew I was on a freeway, right? You oh, know? Oh, my goodness. And so she was really super desperate. So I decided, okay, let me go ahead and give this a go. Because you don't know it. You don't you, know till you know it. No, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so um, I, I'm thrilled I didn't hit any cars, yeah. that I didn't get a speeding ticket. You know, none of that yeah. happened. The reading was such a flow. Like it was such a cool experience. Yeah. I mean, I felt like I was no longer in the car that I was gliding oh, along, which is nice. why I'm amazed that I didn't have an accident. Right, right. Um, you know, and, and like I did have it on cruise control. And this is before, you know, the cruise control would slow down Adaptive, the car. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> so um, it just, I, you know, but the thing is, every once in a while, because I see images coming in too. So every once in a while, I'm in this space. Oh, wow. And I'm like, there is some part of me that's paying attention to the road. Sure. I know there is. So I've I've done this twice in my life. Interesting. Not a smart thing to do. It's, it's... I that's mean, fascinating. That it, is, it was good. The ultimate was... AI driving machine. That's really what it comes down to. <laughs> wow, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. you do get intuitive. Yeah. I get intuitive. Well, we always driving get, on you my get in that zone. Mm-hmm. We, you always, know? we always tell our students when we're talking to them with the, during the Reiki classes or other things, is, you know, you know, trance or, or, or channeling really isn't that, you know, that hard. Think no, we about, do it all the time. We do it all the time. You're sitting in a car and 50 miles goes by and you don't know where, you know, where those 50 miles exactly. went to, but yet you were in this or deep thought process about something. Yeah. You're channeling. You were in a, in a trance like state, though your physical body knew exactly what it needed to do to get those 50 miles. Yeah. Your consciousness was actually processing something at a much higher level. So that's, that's the essence of it. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it, absolutely. It's, I, I, for myself, my initial downloads for early on were all coming while I was driving between here and Charleston. That was a 30 to hour long drive, depending on the traffic. And I'd get on the highway and I'd just start vibrating. And it was just like... You did get a lot of interesting stuff. A lot of downloads. Uh, Well, and then the other one was when my son and I... Okay, and this this is different. You know, we'll, we'll do another one on this stuff. But when we're leaving Arizona and we saw the first UFO we've mm-hmm, ever seen. Mm-hmm. And when uh, you see topic. that, yeah, <clears throat> when you see that, you know what you're seeing. There is no doubt about yeah. that. But what mm-hmm. was cool um, was that my son had it within his head. He's driving. I was not. But he had it within his head to say, Mom, can you reach out to them? And I'm like, I don't know. And so, <laughs> you know, I gave it a go. And he is really good at asking questions. And he drilled, you know, I, I went into my, you know, my state and I connected to, it was a hive mind with one person representing mm. and, um, or one individual, whatever energy. And, um, and he drilled me with these questions. Now, as we're driving along, I, I felt disconnected from my body. Mm. And the thing is, I know that I was in a car with motion, but I no longer felt the seat beneath me. I just felt like I was gliding, yeah. al- was gliding along. Wow. Like, yeah. It was the craziest experience. That's amazing. Yeah, that, that is was cool. fun. We got to dive into that again. Yeah. That'll- on <laughs> another one for sure. Yeah. But uh, this has been a joy, a blast talking yeah. about all the, so much. I know, right? <laughs> the behind the scenes stuff. And now you guys, uh, you know, all of our mm-hmm. deep and dark secrets. Yeah, but yeah. thank you guys so much for being <laughs> present with us. Um, 
And if you like what you hear, please share. A lot of people need this information at this time in history. Uh, hit the notification bell and like the video. Um, subscribe if you wish and share away. Thanks again for joining us for Out on the Limb podcast. Thanks, guys. Bye.